0: What's up, dancers and dance lovers?
1: This is Inside Dance with Taylor and Alex.
0: I'm Taylor Bradley.
1: And I'm Alex Yankovich.
0: We host an open conversation about the dance entertainment industry, striving to educate and inspire.
1: Brought to you by Inside Dance Magazine. Find us on social media at Inside Dance Podcast.
0: Or write to us at insidedancepodcast at gmail.com. Let's Let's take it it from the the top. top. Hello, everyone in the podcast universe, and welcome to another fantastic episode of Inside Dance with Taylor and Alex. We're super excited that you're here. Summer is coming in hot, and I mean that literally—like a hundred and ten <laughs> degree heat wave in Vegas. Hot, Alex. How are you doing? Are you feeling the heat?
1: I am feeling the heat. Yeah, no, it's that three showers a day type of life, right? Hundred <laughs> percent.
0: And I feel like you're feeling the heat of like uh, you're you're super busy with like summer intensives and boot camps right now, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. No, I just had uh, <laughs> yesterday, yesterday and today, um, intensives. Which I love intensives because it they're so much fun. But yeah, no. And I, I'm sorry, we have to talk about this. I know everyone sweats. <laughs> but I'm but dancers are just different. Like we
0: sweat
1: and then we go to the grocery store and then we sweat more and like most likely go to the gym. Like I am just sweaty all day. And I try to shower in between, but then I'm like, I'm going to just get sweaty again. So it's either three showers a day or no showers until the end of the day.
0: 100%. Yeah. No, I uh, like, I remember back to like being in college when we would have to go dance all day and then go sit in a lecture hall while you're (laughs) like eating food. (laughs)
1: That's terrible.
0: Uh, But then, yeah, like Mitch, my fiance, he like takes like nine showers a day (laughs) and I'm just like, why? What's the point? You're just going to get sweaty again. (laughs) So um, yeah, I love kicking off an episode uh, talking about sweat, Hi, <laughs> uh, but hopefully this episode doesn't stink for the rest of us. Um, wow. Okay. Taylor starting strong with the puns. Um, Today um, for our <clears throat> intro segment, um, I wanted to talk a little bit about youth and youth in dance, youth in um, uh, training for youth, education for youth. This ties in perfectly with our amazing guest we have joining us later in the episode, Miss Kennedy Ray Thompson. She is most recently a contestant on Come Dance With Me on CBS. And you can also catch her in Annie Live, uh, which premiered earlier this year. So definitely stick around and Um, Listen, as we pick her brain, Um, she's just so sweet and so talented, so you don't want to miss it. Our community spotlight this week is going to be the Trevor Project. Speaking of youth, um, speaking of pride, speaking of so many things that are relevant to this time um, and this month, the Trevor Project is a foundation that provides support and resources to LGBTQIA plus members um, in so many different ways, whether it be a counselor that you can meet with and talk to, whether it be resources about overcoming um, issues or coming to terms with your identity or even finding acceptance in your community. Um, So it is something that's very important to me and to Alex as well is feeling comfortable in your own skin and where you are um, in your life. So Uh, if you have some time, we definitely encourage you to check out the Trevor project foundation. We will have their information and link to their website listed below, including where and how you can get involved and also a link to donate to the cause. So Alex, what is, let's talk about, let's talk about kids. (laughs) (laughs) Alex, do you want to have kids? Um, (laughs) no, I want to talk about kids dancing right now. And what's something that you have seen as a change, uh, from when we were dancing as kids to kids now. And I and I use the term kids loosely. Uh, I'm thinking more like 10 to 18. So I should say younger dancers. But what's something that you notice, aside from obviously the huge increase in talent?
1: Uh, oh my gosh, 100%. I definitely, I find that kids are actually a lot smarter. Yes. Than... <laughs> Than I was. They're (laughs) just very in tune. I think, you know, a lot of that has to do with phones and technology. I think they have a little bit more access to more information, a lot more access to information. Um, but I find them, even though it's hard when someone's young, even someone in their teens, you're like, Oh, you don't know anything, but I think it's just, I can split those two things of experience versus knowledge. Mm
2: -hmm. And
1: I think kids are, have a lot of knowledge these days, even though they may not have the experience. And I think it's really wonderful to talk to them. And as a teacher, so every week I have the same, um, two kids, one is eight years old and one is six years old. They are both incredible. I have a private lesson with each of them every single week. And I've really gotten to know them and their family and they they're working like they they do like the Clippers kids. And one of them does like uh Nickelodeon, Nick Jr. Like they're, you know, in the industry and
0: at I've, age six. Oh
2: my yeah, gosh.
1: And I've really loved getting to know them and watching them grow. And I feel like I used to, now I'm talking about teaching methods, but I used to to like, hi kids, like really sweet. And I still do that, but I listen to what they have to say a lot of the times, like when they have a story to tell me. I'm not like, okay, yeah, no, no, that's for another time. Mainly because it's a private lesson. So it's one-on-one, but I fully am like, you have something really special to say. I'm going to hear you out. And I feel like they're that communication is helps them be receptive in dance. Like they're like, okay, the teacher's listening to me, but also they don't like take advantage of me either. Like we have a really great, um, repertoire and they've really improved and I've seen them do take harder classes. I've seen them be in class with me, you know, in, in Sean's class. And, you know, even though it's really advanced, they still, you know, they figure it out. And so I just really noticed that kids are just a lot smarter, and knowledgeable than we, I hate, I hate saying not smarter, but they're more intelligent than we give them credit. Totally. Um, even though they may not have the experience as there's a way to sort of see that they understand something without writing them off so quickly.
0: No, absolutely. And I think that's something that I feel like really, I agree with stands out is that kids now like I guess we grew up in more stringent days of competition dance where it was like junior is age nine to twelve and then teen right. is thirteen to fifteen. And now I feel like things are like life exists beyond those age restrictions. Oh my gosh, kids,
1: you're saying that so well. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, they, like you see younger children, um, younger dancers that are stepping up taking professional pre-professional classes and there it's, it's just becoming more of a uh, common, common thing, I guess, which is really cool. And I think I agree with you. Access to information has a huge thing to do with it. Um, obviously, social media for good and for bad, but mostly good in this case to be inspiration. Um Along that line, I want to say that training for younger kids these days has gotten so much more knowledgeable due to the access – of information that we have as educators, you know, you see so many more athletic trainers getting involved or physical therapists or uh, people in sports medicine. So it's not just, you know, I remember back, back in my day, it was like, how do you do a, a triple pirouette? You just keep trying, you know, and you'd it would be like, how do you do a, a, a center leap? I don't know. You just jump and you just keep, there's no methodology to the, like there's no, how do we get there? It was just like, I don't know, figure it out. And now things have been so codified for these, this uh, younger generation, which is what I'm so happy for that they're learning. Okay. If you want to be solid on your leg, you need to press down into like a yoga block when you're coming from a a turn preparation or things like that, like strengthening your external rotators to open up your hips. And um, so I'm super envious about that um, and wishing that we had access to that. At their age.
1: Absolutely. You're so spot on about that because I think as both of us being teachers, there are so many things where I just did it. I had the opportunity to do it 150 times. So it was easy for me to get it because I had so many trial and errors. Whereas kids these days, maybe they don't, they're not you know, practicing at home or or certain things like that. So I had to go back and be like, okay, how do I teach this to you? But I will say right. with with kids, I have to be, I'm super strict with them that if you can't do a plank with fully perfect aligned spine and bring your leg to a passe in a plank, it's going to be really hard to do it standing. So now I sort of say, like, you, if you want to be doing six, seven turns, if that's like something you want to do, you have to be able to do the basics first. So trying to drill that into their head, I think is where that is tough because they just see people do it and they're like, I could do that too. And I'm like, wait, but right. you have to learn how to do. This before you can do that, so you don't get hurt. And that's definitely hard. You know, they'll watch videos and be, like, I want to do that. Like, okay, well, this is step one. <laughs> and it's right. hard hard to like take away their excitement. It's sad to take away their excitement, but it's you have necessary. to necessary. <laughs> yeah.
0: Yeah. Well, and one thing I want to end on too. Um, with I feel like maybe this is just me not knowing what I was doing as a young dancer, but I feel like there's so many more work opportunities for younger dancers, teenage dancers, um, again, like we have Kennedy coming on, who's such a rock star and like already has done so much professionally. And, um, you know, I think back to when we had Ava on, uh, and the, these young dancers who are by no mistake, like they're successful because they're so driven and they're on it and they're following their passion. But like, I was like, where were these jobs when I was eleven? <laughs> Where are these jobs when I, I was? I Well,
1: the pool is small because yeah, I keep yeah. out of my hands the same kids that did the same jobs. Like I totally. we know all of them. Whereas now, <laughs> yeah, there's so so many. Whereas I felt like it was like always the same five. Uh especially like in Southern California. And I'm sure about in Georgia, to say, you in probably Georgia had too. Like it was always well,
0: the you same. probably had so much more access to like commercial opportunities, I would assume in Southern California, like in Atlanta, the film and television didn't really kick off until like I was just leaving. but uh, I don't know, was that the case for you? Like, like, did you ever do like,
1: not for me personally, the like most work I ever did as a kid was like a Nordstrom fashion show. (laughs) I love that. But, um, I think it was, you know, that it just is also, also, you know, a parenting style. Um, I think it just depends on, on how it works. I think, I was very focused on school and being in a social school uh, setting. Whereas nowadays homeschooling is kind of the way. And I think it's a really amazing tool for a lot of families. So yeah, I think it just depended. Yeah. It's weird.
0: That's crazy. But either way, you know, I'm glad we're glad, where we ended up in our our personal and professional careers. And I'm so excited to see where this next generation of absolute rock stars are going to, land with even more opportunity and more resources at their fingertips. So,
2: yay.
1: Yes.
0: Um, that being said, should we go ahead and slide on over to our interview with Ms. Kennedy? Let's do it. All right, guys, stick around. Kennedy Ray Thompson coming right up. All right, Podcast Universe, you're in for such a treat today. Please welcome... Our very special guest for today, Miss Kennedy Ray Thompson. Hi, Kennedy. How's it going? I'm good. How are you? Doing so well, thank you. We're so excited to have you on. Um, you actually have been uh, on our list to um, get on the interview for a while because Kennedy, you win like the yes. uh, most responsive social media fan award of, uh, of our podcast. Um, just cause I know from very, uh, the very beginning, you've always been so supportive and so responsive. So know that Alex and I so appreciate that and that we're happy to have you on and finally put a name or excuse me, put a face to the name. <laughs>
1: yes and we can't wait to dive in oh, gosh, we know, thank you for having me of course we know you are seriously so incredibly talented especially for someone at your age but we want our listeners to get to know you a little bit better so if you can tell us where you're from and what your first memory of dance is how you got into it and you know those beginning those beginning years
2: well i live in virginia and my first memory of dance was when i was two years old and we went on vacation to Destin, Florida. And they had like a big stage and they were playing music on like a big screen TV and two year old me got up on that stage and started <laughs> just dancing around, not caring what people thought. And my parents were like, okay, we need to enroll this child in dance lessons.
1: <laughs> that is amazing. I just love like a that. performer right from the right from the start. I love Absolutely. it.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. I feel like, uh, naturally like you'll find your stage if you're meant to perform and, uh, <laughs> I love it. I love hearing, um, uh, hearing that happen at such a young age. Um, but, uh, so from that, from that point on, uh, Kennedy, what was your journey with dance? Like, obviously you were like, here's my stage. I'm a star. Um, did your parents enroll you in, um, dance classes? Were you part of a dance studio? Um, or what was your involvement, um, with dance in your life?
2: Well, at first, my mom and dad just enrolled me in one dance class because they're like, okay, we're going to enroll her and we're going to see if she likes it. And if she likes it, then we're going to enroll her in more classes. So they enrolled me in one class and I had so much fun. It was just like my passion from the moment I started dancing and I just loved it so much. And my parents could obviously tell and they're like, okay, we're going to enroll her in more classes. They enrolled me in more classes and I started joining a studio. Um, I moved studios a few times, but they were all amazing studios. And from then on, it was just history. And I have loved dance since when I was a little peewee baby <laughs> till now.
1: So, was your first style tap or did they put you in ballet and jazz? Because I know for a lot of people, their first style is usually tap, you know, to get that rhythm. But which one was it for you?
2: Well, I was actually enrolled in all styles, but what's really, really funny is I hated ballet. Absolutely uh-huh. did not like it. Really did not like it when I was younger. But then I changed studios when I was eight years old, and I met Mr. Troy D. Brown, and he made me love ballet. I have loved ballet ever since then. I have gotten better in, like, all the other styles, too, because ballet is the base. Um, This helped me a lot with my technique. And from then on, I was just like, I want to be a professional ballet dancer. That's what I want to be. I want to be a ballet dancer.
1: I'm so glad you had that experience at eight years old, because I feel like (laughs) I had that experience when I was like, 18 that Mm -hmm. I finally was like oh I love ballet so you are so so lucky that you had it at such a young age that's amazing so now are you based in Los Angeles or Southern California are you still in Virginia
2: I'm still in Virginia but I do have an agent and they work with New York and LA and I am with both oh my gosh amazing amazing. and remind us how old are you I'm 11,
0: 11 by coastal talent, Virginia (laughs) resident, um, 11 years old. That's That's amazing. Um, so I want to talk about, um, what was like one of your first professional jobs, uh, that you booked as a dancer.
2: My first professional job was actually come dance with me. Even though it's airing on TV right now, and if you haven't checked it out, it's on CBS at 8 p.m. every Friday night. Yes. Um, even though it's airing right now, it was actually shot a year ago in Australia. It was such an amazing experience. Experience Like, meeting amazing choreographers, meeting amazing producers. That helped us so much. And most of all, dancing with my dad, which was so much fun. I, had to, I got to dance with someone that I loved, someone that... Cared for me, someone that I could talk to, and someone that I could practice with. I've learned he loves practicing. He's my practice <laughs> buddy. He'll do the same move over and over and over just to get it in his vault. I'm like, Dad, I think he's done it enough, and he's like, No, 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 let me try this again. Oh no, 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 no. <laughs> he is just my buddy in everything that I do, and come dance with me was a great opportunity to be on the stage, be in front of cameras, prepare me for other jobs that I did, like Old Navy commercials, Hasbro commercials, and of course, Annie Live, and it was just such an amazing experience.
1: I can't believe that that was your first professional job, because that had to have been so much pressure. I mean, I I feel like, you know, you're not, you know, one of the many, uh, like you would be on a commercial. It's so scary to, you know, be on a TV show where it's just about you and your dad. I mean, that had to have been so scary. Were you nervous or did you feel like you were right at home?
2: I was actually really nervous because, you know, going up there and performing in front of like big, like judges in the dance community, like Jenna Dewan, Trisha Miranda and Dexter Mayfield, they were, like, such, like, superstars. And I was like, okay, I need to perform good because they could kind of, you know, like, maybe, like, get me into a new job, kind of. So performing for them, like, was, like, my dream and past. So I was like, okay, I need to do this good. I was a little nervous, but the stage is my second home.
1: Yes, absolutely.
0: That's amazing. And I'm thinking about how, how cool it must have been to have your dad not only as your dance partner, um, through the competition, but also to have him there, like as a support system for your first professional job, you know? Um, I think about that uh, more so than like other dance competitions where, or, um, TV shows where like, they'll give you a partner, but it's just like a random person. So I think it's so cool and so fun that you get to your dance partners. Also, uh, you know, your family, your, your, yeah. your support. So that's, that's incredible. Um, What, so that what happened, you said filming was over a year ago. And um, why was it in Australia? Do you know, or was it uh, because of COVID related issues or um, what was the reasoning for that?
2: Well, it was, shot in the middle of the pandemic and they cbs really wanted to have a live audience Mm. um because you know it's not as cool without a live audience and la had a lot of covid cases so it's more safe to be shot in australia because you know it felt good with the live audience and have the roar of the crowd at the end of the dance it just felt so much better than not having a live audience at all
0: well and for you guys as dancers too like uh i'm sure that was so much more fulfilling for you um so, but what a cool, fun and special, special experience. But um, you'd mentioned um, working on Annie Live and I want to talk all about yes. that because I think that's such an amazing, amazing job to book. And um, yeah, let's talk about it. How did you book it? How, what was your process? Um, auditioning for the show or was it a direct book?
2: I, I, think, I think my agent sent it to me. My first uh-huh. job that my agent ever made me audition for. And I auditioned for it. I did a singing audition and I did a dancing audition. Um, and they actually called and they were like, you booked it. And I was like, <laughs> I was rolling on the ground. So excited. <laughs> but then later they asked, they asked for a video of me tapping. And I was like, Oh, no, I don't know how to tap. But I learned a combination. I recorded it for them. And they were like, okay, we like you. And in I think September, maybe October, I went out to New York. I lived in New York for seven weeks. It was an amazing experience. So much good sight. I loved it. (laughs) I I was sent out there and I had so much fun in the opportunity.
1: Annie is one of my favorite stories. I remember like one of the first movies I ever watched when I was your age was Grease and Annie. And Mm -hmm. I'm like always just been, you know, such a big fan. So that had to have been just so much fun and lots of pressure. Uh, Again, I know the stage is totally your second home, but with the live recording like that because it all flows together and you can't really stop how was that experience were you just on a high the whole time like so excited or was there anything that you may have forgotten as you were as they were filming
2: everything or, you
0: or felt, realized as it's or realized live that's as different as yeah, yeah.
2: <laughs> so it was definitely a lot of pressure because it was live so there's like you have one chance to get it right and you have one chance to do all your tricks and have no voice cracks because the. <laughs> Like people are watching from their homes, like right now, watching mm-hmm. you do it as right. you perform. And you're like, okay, I can't mess this up because there's no such thing as close the curtain, close the curtain. No, no, something <laughs> messed up. Right. So I think that was a lot of pressure, but going out there and just performing and having fun, it was just so just happy for me.
0: That's amazing. I don't know what it is that, uh, like, a. Maybe it's having a camera and knowing it's live. Like, I feel like a live performance for dancers, like we're used to that, right? Like being in an audience or sorry, being in a theater, having a live audience. But for whatever reason, like whenever anything is like live streamed or like uh, there's any sort of technology involved, I feel like it like kind of makes my skin crawl just a little bit, which is funny because w- you should be used to that, right? By performing for a quote live audience versus a... Uh, Television live audience, but um, how uh, how big was the cast? Um, I mean, were there many dancers? Um, like specifically your age? Um, about how many were there?
2: Um, I think including Annie, there are about maybe 12 orphans, and they oh, wow. were all around my age range, but they also had like background singers and background dancers. They had like every role that you can imagine. And they had, of course, big superstars like Taraji B. Henson, uh-huh. Harry Connick Jr., Nicole Scherzinger that were being like the big, big roles like Miss Hannigan and, Miss, and Selena Smith being Annie. And um, he had Mr. Warbug. It was just like, it was a great production. It was so well put together.
1: I love Nicole Scherzinger so, so much. That must've been amazing, amazing to work with her. Um, And I also wanted to mention too, it's so the magic of doing those live camera um, productions is that I always forget when I'm watching, I'm like, oh, they've rehearsed this with the camera blocking and they've done all of this before. This is just the one that's going straight to the TVs, but it's, that is a, you know, kudos to you and the whole production because you don't realize that when you're watching it, even us being in the industry, mm-hmm. I'm like, oh my gosh, like, how are they knowing exactly where to go and where the camera is supposed to be? And everything just looks, Yeah. Amazing. Amazing. So, so cool. I want to ask you, since you pretty much are working full time, I know it's exciting to watch your show on CBS now. uh, How do you balance between school and work and also competing too? Because I know you compete as well. You're also an ambassador for Inside Dance Magazine. How do you balance it all? And (laughs) how do you keep everything just organized? It's amazing. Well,
2: number one, I'm homeschooled. So it's much easier. I can do school literally anywhere. I could do it at home, at nighttime, in the daytime, in the morning, on the road, (laughs) I could do it anywhere. And we'd try to balance like a schedule. So it's like, okay, from like, maybe like 9.30 to 12.30, you have school. And then you have a voice lesson in between that time. Then you come back to school. Then you have an acting lesson. And then you have to take more pictures for like all the ambassador things. Uh And it's just, it's like school comes first. And when I go to these jobs, they usually have school. If you're a minor and you're working and you're under the age of 18, I believe, then you have school before the job. And they think that school is more important, more even important than the job that you're doing. Mm -hmm.
1: And I feel like when you're prioritizing school in that way, I think it's such a healthy schedule to have something in between your schoolwork. You know, you said you have classes, you know, 9.30 to 12.30, and then you have singing lessons and then you go back. Like I feel like it makes all the school time more... A lot more um, useful and and worth it when you have that break in the day that's going to something else rather than sitting in a desk all day, like for eight hours, not having a break to exercise your brain and your body in a different way. So I think that's like, that sounds like the perfect schedule to me. Honestly, I feel like that's how my life
0: is. Literally, right now. that's what I'm thinking. <laughs>
1: <laughs> I feel like, I'm like, okay, I have like work stuff in the morning and then like I have singing lessons today and then I have to go take <laughs> dance class and then rehearsal and then back to like editing and so yeah i feel like we both that that structure never goes away taylor and i both have that structure still in our in our like adult life
0: (laughs) yeah and that's it's um such a such an advantage that you're getting uh used to that lifestyle uh at such a young age because it definitely it can be a balancing act and so um yeah that's that's amazing but so what um What is your current dance training like at the moment? Um, I know that you do still compete, but are you with the studio? Do you work independently? Um, what's, What's your training regime look like?
2: I actually go to two separate studios right now. I go to the Washington School of Ballet, and then I go to Studio Blue Dance Center. Washington School of Ballet, they only focus on ballet strictly, which is going to help me for my future being a professional ballet dancer. But then Studio Blue also has like the fun of competitions, conventions. They even have like a vocal theater arts program. So they oh, have wow. like they do plays and they give vocal lessons. And basically, Studio Blue does it all. And I love going there. Um, right now, I, I'm taking up to 12 to 15 hours of ballet a week. Wow. Um, two and a half hours, mostly classes in ballet, like each day. Wow. And overall in just normal dance, I'm taking about probably like twenty-four hours of dance.
1: <laughs> oh my goodness. That's amazing. New York City ballet, here you come.
0: <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> That's well amazing. that that actually transitions well into my next question, which I know you said that um your goal is to be a professional ballet dancer, but do you have any other big dream jobs or big like um career? aspirations that you're like oh I definitely have to do this or work with this choreographer or anything like that
2: yes I would generally I'd love to be a professional ballet dancer but along the way this has come recently I really want to have like my own Nickelodeon or like Disney channel show see so you know, like instead of that girl Layla, like that girl KK the next hand Montana yes <laughs> I would love that that would be such a great experience for me
1: I could totally see you doing that.
0: 100%. <laughs> yes.
1: You're putting that out into the universe manifesting right now. That's amazing. So, Can so I nice. ask,
0: Kennedy, do you have a favorite a ballet dancer or someone that you look up to?
2: Yes, I do. Um, the ballet dancers that I look up to are probably Skylar Brands, Marinoa Nunez, and Maria Correva. Yes.
1: Good answers. I'm like a ginormous Misty Copeland fan anytime anytime I see Misty do anything I am like I and I just she's just been dancing for her whole life too she's so inspiring she's someone who's been dancing since she was younger until now and 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 she's still she like gets better every year and it's Mm. amazing um I want to ask you even if it hasn't aired yet a particular episode what has been your favorite episode that you've watched for come dance with me Anything that was either, it could be two things. It could be something that you thought was funny and it was like a funny memory or a time where you're like, okay, my dad and I killed this. This was
2: uh-huh. really bad. Okay. So my favorite episode was probably the hashtag throwback episode, which was episode six. Um, I did a, me and my dad did a hip hop dance to Hypnotize by the Notorious B.I.G. That's my G. favorite now. song. <laughs> and that dance was so fun to do. It was just so energized even though it put us in the bottom two and we had to do the show out it was just so fun to do that dance and it was just so like hype and I just like watching it because I like watching the, my dad me and my dad the show out him just moonwalking and vibing out he did back spin some break dancing so for the <laughs> it was, sh- it was just the- really funny and entertaining to watch
1: that's amazing for the show out do you have to improvise or do you get to prep your show outs
2: well, you can do it either. So I was always, me and my dad were always smart. We'd prep what we would do. We'd choreograph it just in case we have to be in the show out. But oh, I know a lot of people did not not prep.
1: <laughs> <laughs> I love that.
0: That's yeah. amazing. Um, Kennedy, where do you see yourself? Um, I mean, obviously at age 11, having such a successful dance career already. And, um, you know, Alex and I both, see nothing but success for you in, in the near future, but where do you see yourself in the next three to five years? Um, do you see saying in Virginia, um, are you a New York kind of gal? I know you had your experience there with Annie live, or are you gonna mix it up and maybe head towards the West coast or something totally different?
2: I'm actually not sure. If you were to ask me this question last year, I'd probably say strictly ballet, SAB, New York City Ballet. But now I'm just kind of like with the experience from Annie Live and from Anthony and Old Navy and Hasbro that just jobs just like fall from the sky. And they're just very just like a surprise I and mean, be like, surprise, new heart t- opportunity to audition for. You'll never know when an opportunity comes. And when they just fall from the sky, you've got to accept it.
1: Oh my gosh. I wish I, uh, uh, you are teaching me so much yeah. right now, honestly, because it is true. You know, you want to play, you want to have your goals. You want to work towards those goals and, and, you know, be in your ballet classes, be in your other styles, but you can't say no to an opportunity. That's maybe a little bit different than what you're training every week. And it's okay. Like it's all, all good stuff. That is the best Best advice, I mean, even though it was about, you know, your personal opinion and feeling about that, that's such good advice for everybody at any age in the dance industry. I love that so much. And
0: knowing that it's going to continue to change with other experiences and jobs and people that you meet. Um, and that's kind of the exciting part of it is uh, the opportunities. Uh, you, you may never know necessarily what job you're going to book and how that could change your feeling um about dance or like a passion in regards to a different aspect of it example being like there was a show that um i was in out here that had ballroom in it and i had never taken ballroom in my life and i like before doing that show i never probably would have taken a ballroom class because i either would have been like intimidated or like focused more so on like my jazz contemporary hip-hop training and I just completely fell in love with it. So this is a very long-winded way of saying, I love your attitude and your outlook in knowing that your journey is going to change, but um, all in a fun and exciting way that I feel like is fueled by passion. So um, I can't wait to see where, <laughs> Kennedy, you end up in the next three to five years. But like I said, Alex and I can definitely tell it's some some sort of stardom.
1: <laughs> yes. Uh, we want to leave with, <laughs> with a fun, fun little question. So what has been either your funniest, it can be uh, your most embarrassing uh, moment on stage or on one of the jobs, amazing jobs that you've uh, performed in. So what's been like one of the funniest moments you've had?
2: (laughs) Okay, so in Annie Live, me and my friends who are in Annie Live together, which Alex Wong was also in the cast of Annie Live too, we were like we were like his biggest number one fans, and he we was like our <laughs> idol. And for seven weeks, we were scared to talk to him because we really wanted to make a TikTok with him. We were scared oh. to talk to him, and our parents were like, "Just go, just go talk to him." We were like, "No, no, no, no." Because whenever we try to talk to that him, he would just we would just freeze up. and Be like, "Uh, oh, uh, oh." Uh. <laughs> we decided it was the last few days before the big show. And we were like, we're running out of time. What do we do? And we were like, should we just go talk to him? We were like, no, no, I'm too scared. So what we did, we wrote a note. We broke into his dressing room. We put it on his couch. And then we left. We ran away. And he came and visited us. And he was like, what TikTok do you guys want to make? And we were like, um, I, 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 I don't know. And it was after the big show where we were all in our costumes when we finally decided, okay, we're going to make the TikTok. And we made it with him. And if you want to see that TikTok, it's on at Kennedy, Ray, and Justin on TikTok. Um, it came out a great video, but that was just so funny. And now that I look back on it, it was really embarrassing.
1: Oh, my God. I would be in the same position, though. I would be like, so... I'd be like, Alex, um, can we do a TikTok, please? <laughs> he's, he's so iconic, but I'm glad... I'm glad I'm not alone in this, (laughs) in this world. I feel like I would feel the same way, but I'm really happy you had that experience and how amazing that you got to work with him. That's awesome. So, so cool.
0: Absolutely. Well, Kennedy, I know you just mentioned your TikTok handle there, but um, for anyone, for any of our listeners that want to follow you on other uh, social media platforms, or if you have a website, what's the best way to do that?
2: On Instagram, my handle is Kennedy Ray Official. and if you want to see my dad's Instagram, he is Dancing Dance Dad. Yes. <laughs> um, I do have a website, I believe, I think it's called KennedyRay.com. I'm not sure, but you can look it up, and it basically shows all of my experience kind of with like answering questions like these, talks about what I've been on, has pictures of me, and it gives my Instagram handle. So if you want to know more about me, that's the place to go
1: amazing and then just drop that cbs that come dance with me time again you said 8 p.m on fridays
2: 8 p.m on fridays eastern standard time um on pacific time would still be eight um comes on every friday come dance with me make sure you watch it and how many
1: episodes are left before the finale
2: i think we're at the halfway mark oh my gosh amazing last so- week's episode so last episode was the half week mark
1: Amazing. Well, we'll make sure everybody tunes in and we'll put all of those details in the, in our episode description.
0: Absolutely. Yes. Kennedy, we cannot thank you enough for your time today. You are so well-spoken. Um, you, We're just so proud of uh, seeing younger dancers like yourself. Uh, leading the way through this crazy industry that we're a part of and doing so with such grace at such a young yes. age. So just know that you inspire us as uh, more veteran performers, but also know that you're laying the groundwork for so many future so many dancers people. we're looking up to you um so we just want to say thank you for your time today and um we are so excited to continue to watch some support and cheer for you uh, and your dad on come dance with me <laughs> mm-hmm. so um we look forward to uh to following your journey
2: thank you so much for having me yes
1: you're an inspiration we'll talk to you soon
0: take care kennedy talk bye-bye